Hi, I'm Tom Henriksen from myitcareercoach.com where we build great tech careers and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today we're going to talk about finding your specialty in software development with Javier Lozano. Javier, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk. Hey Tom, thank you so much for having on Tech Career Talk. It's my pleasure to be here. As you mentioned, my name is Javier Lozano. I am uh, a software entrepreneur. I guess you can call myself that. <laughs> uh, out of Des Moines, Iowa. I own a um, small um, software uh, delivery and consulting boutique, cleverly called Lozano Tech. Uh, and I've been doing this uh, interesting full time for about five years, part time for 10, uh, 10 years. So I started the company in 2009. So it's, it's been a fun ride, <laughs> to awesome. say the least. <laughs> awesome. That's great. So now, Javier, we got to, I got to know you through the uh, kind of your specialty as a .NET right. developer. So tell us how you became a .NET expert. Sure, that, that's great. Uh, so it's funny because I'm going to sort of date myself uh, on it. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I say date myself is because of that I always talk to people who have careers right now who are starting college and kind of reflect to kind of when I did that, because I'm really not that old, but it, but in IT years, you age like a dog <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because of everything that goes yes. on. Uh, so I started um, my career out of college, um, focusing on the two mainstream technologies of the time, which were Java and .NET. Anything prior to that, it was like, you can do some C++, some C for level, for low level stuff. But yep. um, this was right at the turn of the beginning of, of, of 2000. So I graduated mm -hmm. in 2003. Uh, so during that time, I was either, I was a quote unquote web developer, right? But JavaScript and any of the fancy stuff that we do with React, Node, Vue, whatever, that didn't exist. It was just a twinkle in some developer's eye. <laughs> and I'm sure that developer was probably in middle school and grade school. Uh, and um, so at the time when you graduate, you know, I went for computer science at good old Iowa State University. Mm. So at the time, um, the computer science department taught you how to, how to learn, right? You were there to become a, a ex, an expert at learning or expert at schooling because it's, it's a very um, science-based um, school. So their intent was to, we're going to prepare you for your master's, which prepare you for your PhD and so forth, all in computer science. So anyway, the reason why I share that is because through the entire process, I learned how to learn. And I learned how to learn something quickly. So during that time when I was graduating and so forth, the, again, the, the hot technology at the, well, at the time was Java. And then .NET came out shortly, like two years before I graduated and I became mainstream. So now we got this thing because a lot of businesses had Visual Basic 6 applications and a bunch of other things in there that they needed to migrate to .NET. So a lot of, a, a lot of the stuff that you would go out there uh, and the skills were required, yeah, there's some web, but web wasn't mainstream enough. It was mm -hmm. just something there. And if you were doing web, you were probably doing Java or Java applets or, you know, or JS, JSPs or JSF or Java beans and stuff that, that people don't know now what that means, <laughs> right? But that was the big tech at the time. Um, so I, I literally had a choice, right? I had a choice to A, learn Java or learn .NET. 
the reason why I chose .NET is because I had experience with Visual Basic. So moving to .NET and the Microsoft stack was kind of second nature. Mm -hmm. Java, I hate to say it, and because I, I, I haven't done Java forever, like close to since 2003, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that um, was very uh, vendor specific. And it was split with the vendors at the time. So even though you said, I'm a Java developer, you can say, well, are you a Tomcat Apache developer? Are you a WebSphere developer? Are you this other thing developer? Yeah. It, it was, you're so segmented. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, it was like, if I have to pick a vendor, you know, I either have one vendor or I have many that each have their own pros and cons. Yeah. So I chose to go with one. Mm -hmm. That was Microsoft. So the skill set that I have learned doing C++ and C transfer, uh, translated itself very well to C Sharp. I already knew the stack. The stack was brand new at the time. So, and I was hungry. I, was, I wanted to learn a lot. So that perfect storm is what uh, uh, led me to start learning .NET, right? Because again, I, came out, I just came out of college of being pushed to learn, 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 right? Um, so that pushed me towards that. And at the same time, everything was brand new. So it was the new hotness. Um, so being young, being hungry in my career, it sort of melded itself all together. I also helped co-start um, the .NET user group yeah. uh, in Des Moines. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's how you and I originally first met and yep. uh, along with some of the Java user group mm -hmm. back in the day. So, uh, so it's, it's fun because it was, let's create an environment for everybody to learn. So I would say that once I pick that, it was difficult to get out of it, right? It's, it's um, because it just kept going, right? It kept going. So I just started mastering things after things after things. So you, you mentioned co-founding the Central Iowa uh, .NET users group. Right. So, so talk to us about how getting involved in that helped you and kind of maybe that was a springboard for you, for your career yeah. and maybe networking. Well. Yeah, no, that was great. So, uh, yeah, so starting the .NET user group was was phenomenal. Was a lot of work. Uh, at the time, I wasn't married, so I could devote <laughs> a limited amount of free time <laughs> to to kind of to run it. Yes. Uh, but it was great because, like you said, it was it was about networking, networking with other for fellow peers who were not as fluent in .NET. And at the mm -hmm. time where where I could say where I could meet someone who was working in a different company and they would say, Oh, we got this issue. And it's like, Oh, I just, yeah, that was, I, I know how to do that. It's pretty straightforward. And at the, at the time, me just kind of offering those solutions was sort of became a quote unquote poor man's interview. Because oh, yeah. if I was able to relate to them and saying, Oh yeah, you want to do this and that, then it sort of showed my, my technical aptitude as well with my ability to, uh, solve a problem and understand those, those, those pieces together, which allowed for at the, at the time, and even now <laughs> for a, a lot of opportunities to, Hey, uh, would you like to come work for us? Or would you like to do some contract work for us? And, and, and trying to you know, get a, <laughs> uh, get an understanding and get a foothold into those things. Um, it also helped me to achieve, um, because at the time, again, the, the community in, uh, with .NET was starting and there was a lot of push from, from Microsoft on it. It helped me achieve and receive the uh, Microsoft Most Valuable Professional Award or MVP. Yeah. 
which essentially it's it's an award not like oh you're smart here you go right the mvp award is mostly based around influence around the community right so everything since i've done since started the dot user group has been paying it forward mm-hmm. and the reason why i took that approach is because i received a lot of help when i was in college trying to get understanding different things and people just randomly hey, oh, let me help you with this homework or let me help you with this let me help you with that well since then i've been i've been offering that help to others so it's a way to pay it forward with everybody mm-hmm. do you get a lot of people asking you with the mvp kind of credential or uh, asking me about one particular about how what, i got about it how you got it and oh yeah it. so so it's it, i do because a lot of people want to a lot of people view it as like, it's a, it's a certification. Like I've been mm-hmm. certified by that. And I keep telling them, it's like, A, first of all, it's not a certification. Yeah. It's a, an award for your involvement in it. Yep. Now, be, uh, in the community, right? Uh, imagine a, like a glorified service desk <laughs> trophy that you can get, <laughs> right? Um, yes. So, uh, but, the, but it does have the perk. It has the perk of you connect, getting connected with the product team, people mm-hmm. working on the product and so forth. At the time, it was huge because the product was closed, yeah. right? .NET was something that came out every two years, whenever a window was relay, released, excuse me, so forth, so forth, so forth. Now the .NET is open source. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's, it's now more focused on the, how do you paying this forward yeah. rather than the technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because at the beginning when people ask me, is like, well, how do you become an MVP? And it's like, well, I don't know what I did. I started a user group. I speak in conferences. I speak mm-hmm. at user groups. I contribute with the blog posts. I help on the forums. I do this. So yeah. I was like, do, do all of this, <laughs> right? <laughs> full-time and job. Full-time job, along yeah. with your full-time job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and again, and the ability why I was able to do it was because I did have the flexibility to do it. Yeah. I didn't have the commitment of kids. I, mm-hmm. I was... Like I said, I wasn't married, but then I was engaged. Then so I had the flexibility to do those things. Um, now I'd be like, "Whoa, how do I squeeze that between soccer practice and basketball practice?" <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, by the way, yeah. I still have a job to do. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it, it shifted a lot of things. Now things have changed with a program where it's more based on, "Hey, are you contributing to open source? .NET yeah. specific open source? Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are helping with." Um, Heck, like I said, .NET is open source within itself. Mm-hmm. If you're committing to saying, uh, whether it be evangelizing it or whether it be doing pull requests and fixes or documentation or whatever else, that counts towards being nominated to an MVP. And yeah. before you were nominated by people in the know, quote unquote, yep. uh, now it's just a form you can go fill out <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> Right. And and the reason why I say it is like, I mean, I'm telling you, this is 15 years of of experience of being, I'm still an MVP uh, doing all that stuff that the program has evolved to that level. And it has made it a little bit easier for people to understand the value that it brings to community. Yeah. Awesome. Javier, talk to us about the pros and the cons then of choosing a specialty in your, your development career. Oh man. Uh, That's, that's a good one. It's funny because it seems like this year I kind of had a, career midlife crisis <laughs> uh, for about those things. Cause you know, I'm only, I'm only known for .net. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that it's a bad thing. I'm just like, I'm known for that is that, um, I mean, I'll mention some things, right? So I was talking about Ruby on rails or Ruby, right? Ruby was hot. What? Seven years ago, six yeah. years ago. 
Mm-hmm. And so I started learning that. And, but at the same time, I wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself a Ruby developer. Yeah. Because to me, if I'm a developer, I, I understand it. I understand the idioms, mm-hmm. right? The, the nomenclature, nomenclature, nomenclature every, yeah. everything associated with it. Yeah. Because to me, that's, that's what the value that you provide, mm-hmm. right? The same thing with Node. So I started playing with Node. It's like, oh, this is cool. Uh, you can build some stuff with it. At the same yeah. time, I wouldn't call myself a Node developer. Mm-hmm. Same thing with JavaScript developing, front-end developer. The thing, though, that's happening now is that you are becoming more specialized. Yeah. Your front end, right? You know, there's, there's the term full stack. Yeah. And I really put the word around full stack <laughs> because you're going to fail at one of those things. Yes. Because yeah. you're not, ma- not going to be a master of those things, right? So mm-hmm. you're not going to be, because you're focusing on the back end or trying to scale this web out, you're not going to be good at CSS or JavaScript. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay, but not an expert at it. Yeah. So now you're going to have to step back and focus on those, those specific things. Now, from my perspective, uh, is you know at the beginning, .NET was it was one way of doing things. There was some evolution with ASP.NET MVC, which I helped through and pushed through as an MVP and so forth. Yeah. There were great things, but it was a it was still a um, uh, a combination of the skill sets, right? So I still need to know the back end, the front end. So mm-hmm. I could be a full stack .NET developer. Because I will have to know the backend as well with the front end, which would be could be ASP.NET MVC or could be a desktop application or a Windows Mobile or whatever or yeah. the Xamarin application. Excuse me. So uh, I would say that's when it comes to being that specific specialty. That's where where you kind of get stuck at. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's sort of the con, right? Because it's like okay, well, if uh, uh, I make an analogy uh, and I call it, I I. I I used to golf back when I had, before I had kids <laughs> and, and I had free time. Um, and I always use the analogy of the, if I can take my nine iron and I know I can hit it 145 yards and I can stick the ball right next to the pin, why else would I use anything else? Yeah. Right. And, and that may sound like, well, because you want to learn a new hit and anything else like, right. But there, but professionals are not that, oh, I wonder if, you know, Tiger doesn't say, I wonder what happens if I were to do X, Y, C with a different club. Yeah. No, he's in it to win it, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Us as developers, we're in it to win it, Yeah. right? Because we, they're paying us for our expertise to deliver those things. So mm-hmm. being comfortable with technology and, and focusing on that is good because you're known for that. Having said that, it doesn't mean you can't try other things. Right. So you kind of have to different, differentiate yourself from that aspect. But at the same time, you have to be, uh, I'll use the word mature, uh, with enough that that's not, may not be your expertise. And, and that's okay with it. You know, you, mm-hmm. don't, you, you can't be an expert at everything. Yeah. But you should be okay with learning and trying to understand. It's like, oh, well, Python does this. I wonder how I can bring that to JavaScript or .NET or Java or vice versa, right? So it's, it's now all a mishmash, specifically now that we're all, uh, we're all becoming more specialized. So as you've gone through your career and you think back to those people coming in, mm-hmm. what would you say to a, a new developer starting out? What advice would you have? Uh, be hungry. Be very, very hungry of learning. Uh, don't don't focus yet. I mean, don't, uh, I was going to say, don't specialize yet. (laughs) 
right? I would say yeah. in your first in your first three years, and, and I'll maybe five, you know, put that that way. Try to learn as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Never say no to a challenge, because what that's going to do, that's going to set your foundation, and you're going to learn. You're going to want to learn and understand. It's like, oh, I thought I was good at the front end. Turns out that I really don't enjoy it that much. Or I thought I was good at the back end. Blah blah blah. You're yeah. trying a lot of different things rather than like, well, I've always done JavaScript, and that's um, I must be this, right? Try to do as many things as possible, and trying to understand a how you learn. Be how you interact with people, mm. and the technology is the third. Yeah, right. Because you know that, that's one of the things that I do as a consultant. Now I talk to people about people, process, tools. Yeah, it's always that way. But we mm. always, as developers, tools, tools, Good tools. tools. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And it's cool mm-hmm. when that's all you need to do. But yeah. when you got to talk, understand what the process you're trying to solve and the people you have to solve it with, yeah. this is important, but not as important as these two. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> so, good point. Yeah. So, so that's what I, I would say is like, and I would tell you this, uh, that as I began my career, I know I could code circles around some people with Java, mm-hmm. Yeah. but it, that didn't matter because I was a business IT analyst working in insurance, I'm sorry, in a 401k company, financial yeah. services, doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. how well can you write systems to enable those things? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good that's, advice. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's, and it's always changing. That's the beautiful thing about our, our industry that it's always changing. And uh, so you better be on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Javier, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Thank you so much, Tom. I um, hope uh, everybody who's watch, is watching Terrier Tech Talk uh, benefits from it, from this uh, interview. Excellent. Well, if you have any questions, please email me, Tom, at myitcareercoach.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. On behalf of Javier Lozano, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.